We are winding down the last days of summer, the dog days of summer, if you will. September is like it's here. It's tomorrow, pretty much, or this week, or coming up, or it's happening. COVID, it, it's, it's still here. It's happening. It's still hanging around. Are we ready for a second wave of COVID? I, I don't know what that's going to look like. Are you ready to go back to school, send your kids back to school? I don't know what that's going to look like. How was your corona summer? I mean, what the hell did that look like? And you know what? With all the stress in the world, like I'm Italian, it's tomato sauce season. What the hell is that going to look like? We're dealing with a lot of crap here, you know? And when you're feeling crappy, you have a little comedy. A little comedy to spice up your life. That's what we're here for. That's what tonight's all about. A little trifecta of comedy, if you will. A little stand-up, a little sketch, a little screen. Get ready for another episode of Inside Jokes. Welcome to Inside Jokes on Global News Radio 640 Toronto. Welcome to another edition of Inside Jokes. I am producer Vince Tedesco. Dean Young is away. My comedy comrade in crime is away this week. So I am in the hosting duties chair. And uh, like I said off the top, we got a little variety for you, a little stand-up, a little sketch, and a little screen comedy coming at you, a variety, if you will, a trifecta, if you will, of the comedy world. Um, it's still crazy out there, as we know, but things are, are slowly getting back to normal or normality. Not normality, as I said last week, we had a little dispute about that, but that's fine. There are live shows again. If you want to see live comedy, there are options for you. If you still want to stay home and fiddle through the social media, I mean, Generation TikTok is blowing up. There is so much stuff online, whether it's streaming, whether it's social media, you can find and make yourself laugh with that. And then, of course, the film and television, the screen of comedy uh, production is starting to fire back up again. Things are starting to get uh, back into the filming process. Shows are slowly, hopefully coming back for the fall season. We're going to see what all this looks like from a mix mash of comedians that we have on the panel tonight. Uh, first up, a veteran of the stand-up stage, but finally getting his chance to kind of release his debut comedy album. We're going to chit-chat with Rob Bebnick coming up now. On the line with us now, comedian Rob Bebnick from Toronto. How are you doing, Rob? I'm doing good, Vince. Thanks, uh, thanks for having me on the show. Yeah, no worries at all. We've been uh, meaning to reach out, but now, hey, more than ever, with everything happening in the world, it seems like everybody's got some free time on their hands. How have you been spending your Corona summer? Uh, well, Corona summer has been better than Corona spring. Corona spring, I pretty much just sat around drinking uh, and feeling sorry fan, for myself. Right? What's that? <laughs> That's all the poop at the fan. Yeah, yeah. When it first happened, I was like, uh, well, I don't have any more shows. I don't know what I'm going to do with myself, so I'm just going to drink. Uh, which I don't think was uncommon. I think a lot of people did that. But uh, no, summer, there's some shows coming back. Uh, I managed to get up north a couple of times and enjoy uh, what Ontario has to offer. Uh, and uh, still kept drinking, but uh, just, a, just a little bit less and, uh, and started uh, taking care of myself in, in uh, hopes that we'll, we'll get out of this at some point. 
Now, you're no stranger to the stage, obviously, uh, a veteran with the Yuck Yuck Circuit, and you've been, you've been doing this for quite some time right now, and you've kind of landed yourself in that kind of, I guess, every, um, every era of stand-up comedy sort of has that graduating class, I guess, who, who you came up yeah. with, who's kind of the, the camaraderie, the comedy camaraderie of, of your little local tribe, I guess, if you will. And, yeah, I mean, yeah. you're not so much of that old school of the Kenny Robinson, Darren Frost era, but you're not this new young generation either. You're kind of in the middle. I mean, those of you who don't know the name should really get to because you're, you're, you're killing it everywhere you go. And like I said, a veteran of, of the Yuck Yuck stage, so they obviously love and support you. But for those of you who don't really understand or know the Rob Bendick experience, give a little bit about, you know, a little taste of what your comedy is and what essentially you tackle on stage. Uh, I don't know. This, I always find this the hardest question to answer because I don't, I don't think there is an easy answer. Uh, I'm kind of, I do a little bit of storytelling, but, uh, a lot of it is just, uh, if something either makes me laugh or makes me angry, I write it down and then figure out a way to talk about that on stage. That's funny. Uh, now, in, in your years of comedy, essentially you, you like what ascent, um, what I'm trying to say is how did you kind of, hone your voice like Rob's voice on stage was there a process to be like from when you first started out to where you are right now like to find your own voice on stage was there sort of a process you followed uh you know it's funny when I was starting out um I had somebody tell me that because I'm a I'm a bigger guy uh I can't be mean <laughs> on stage uh because it'll make people not like me because I, I, I'll look like a, a big meanie. And and I, I let that get into my head. So I kind of developed this like passive, phony stoner character. Um, Interesting. Interesting. One night, so one night I was on stage uh, at, uh, at a show and I was just watching like incredible comic after incredible comic go up and, and bomb in front of this, lackluster crowd that didn't care about this incredible show that they were seeing. And I just went up and started yelling at them and went off. And then um, uh, my friend Alex Pavone came out to me and he was like, buddy, what was that? He's like, that's you. You have to do that. And I just kind of, it was like a, a like immediate switch. I was just like, yeah, I'm just going to go on stage and, and be me now. And, uh, and I, my voice changed more to my normal voice, which is, uh, which is, I, I like to think I'm, I'm smart and important and, and know what I'm talking about, which is also a bit of a facade. Well, that, hey, I've seen you a couple of times, and that's what I immensely love about you is how you just hold, don't hold back and you just go for it on stage. And if that's really, an, you know, sort of an accent of, of who you are in real life, then, you know, drinking buddy guaranteed right off the bat, hey, what's up? <laughs> um, yeah, it's a bit of an ampl- amplification of me. I yell a lot less in person. Yeah, it's it's you with electricity, pretty much. Uh, you know, you got the microphone. Let the let the roaring begin. Um, now, <laughs> during during this whole, you know, era, uh, you know, life altering experience of COVID, did you find yourself kind of, you know, getting the the urge to get back up on stage or or kind of bust your comedy chops? Did you do any Zoom shows or anything like that? Um, it's well, it's funny. You should mention that I I was like I am not going to do a Zoom show. There's no chance I'm going to do response that. of most of the standups we talked to. Yeah. Well, it's just like I'm 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 going to shout 
I just think Zoom shows are like shouting into the void. And then after a while, I was like, okay, I, I, I'm going to have to do some Zoom shows. So, so I did end up doing some Zoom shows. They were better than I thought they would be. But I, at the start of lockdown, I honestly had, and you know, I'm almost uh, ashamed to say it, but it was a bit of a relief because I've been doing comedy for 13 years. I've never gone more than three weeks without doing a set. And that was just because I went to Indonesia um, on vacation. And there's yeah, always nice. this little voice when I'm not working. Uh, there's this little voice that's like, like, you should be doing comedy. You should be doing comedy. You should be working harder. Um, and it's like this little bit of anxiety that as soon as we went into lockdown, that went away. That voice disappeared for the first time in over a decade. And uh, I kind of just enjoyed it. I, I enjoyed that I had nothing to do and I didn't feel guilty about it because I couldn't do it and nobody else could either. Well, exactly. You kind of, uh, everyone's on the even playing field, if you will. Yeah, um, I mean, anytime I wasn't working and somebody else was, I'd be like, oh, that person's going to get ahead of me and I don't want that. And uh, yeah, that, that voice is just gone. It was kind of nice. Do you find that that's where your work ethic as a comedian kind of grew from because you were that kind of lone comic you put in the work you did the travel time you did the odd sets where you bombed on stage or the the skinny marinky dinky dink gigs where you were like in the back of a laundromat i mean all that adds up and builds to the persona and the ego that is you do you think that played a part in your your work ethic essentially as a as a stand-up yeah, I I think so. I, I think I was fortunate. You mentioned like the the I guess the group, the graduating class of people I came up with. Uh, I started with uh, Mark DeBonis, Alex Pavone, uh, Matt O'Brien. Like the the four of us would go to shows all the time, and we would get things. And it was just that friendly competition. Like it was like, oh, these guys are doing this. I got to work harder. I couldn't I couldn't let them them be me. And it was just a really healthy friendly competition of, of all of us pushing each other what was uh and this is a kind of an odd question and you know uh listeners beware but what was sort of a green room reaction with you and comics backstage anything that kind of sticks out that you missed now just by hanging out with other comics um i think just in general like for the comics the green room is half the fun like uh that's exactly, where we, yeah. we make each other laugh and uh, I do, I miss that the most. I miss hanging out with other funny people. Um, so yeah, definitely that, that element of it is, is hard. Like my first show back, uh, we had a green room that was just a park behind the bar uh, at Tall Boys. <laughs> and uh, man, I didn't want to go on the stage. I was just so happy to see some other funny people uh, out of lockdown and hanging out. That's awesome. Okay. Well, as you said, you are back. And when we do come back, we're going to get to, uh, you know, dive into what this album is all about. And we'll be back with Rob Bednick on Global News Radio 640 Toronto. Hi, my name is Kira Williams, and you are listening to Inside Jokes on 640. Welcome back to Inside Jokes. I am your guest host for this weekend, Vince Tedesco. And with me on the line is Rob Bebnick from his secluded, isolated chamber somewhere in the great city of Toronto. Rob, how are we doing? I'm good. I'm good. I'm just hiding out in my bunker. That's it. Everyone's got their own social distancing bunker these days. Uh, we were able to chit-chat with you and kind of get into uh, the career that is you. And now that you're back on stage in this COVID or 
somewhat normal post-COVID. I don't even know if it's post-COVID because they say a second wave might hit and then we're all back to square one again. But um, you are back doing stand-up, which is good to hear. And finally, after all these years, for those who've waited, the debut album, uh, Everything is Fine. That's the title of the album, right, Rob? Yeah, that's the title of the album. It's, uh, give, us, it's, give us a little plug. Give us a little you know, taste of what it's all what we're about to hear. Uh, I mean, Everything is Fine is, is just uh, my little shot at uh, Everything is Not Fine at all. So, uh, and, and it wasn't before the lockdown. I mean, the world's, world's been a mess for a while, so that was kind of kind of the shot at it because i mean on the album i'm, I'm basically talking about everything I, I see that's that's wrong with the world and and uh everything in it so that's the reason uh, behind the title when when was the album actually shot uh we recorded uh at the last it was either the first weekend of december of 2019 or the last of november so got out a, a couple months before lockdown and then um yeah, the process of getting it out took uh, took a little longer. Uh, mostly my fault because I hate listening to my own voice, so I didn't want to hear it. But we got through it. And well, that's been kind of the narrative of a lot of comics these days that we've chit chatted with. If any time, if there ever was a time, sorry, you were going to release an album or put up some new content or want to try something out, now is the time. But I mean, how many years in the making? You said a fifteen-year career, finally a debut album. I congratulate you, brother. Um, can't wait to download it. Where, where can everybody uh, uh, find it or stream the, the album on? Uh, the usual suspects. It'll be on uh, iTunes, Spotify, all that good stuff. Uh, if you see me live, you can get download cards off me. Uh, I, I won't shake your hand. I don't mean to be rude, but I probably won't. Uh, um, and uh, yeah, I'm getting some vinyl printed as well. It, uh, it's vinyl, nice album. one. Yeah, I'm a huge music nerd, and and uh, I have a massive, massive vinyl collection. So I was pretty adamant about getting mine printed on vinyl as well. That's very cool. Not that you don't find that too often. Where uh, where's the next upcoming gig? Uh, well, for uh, as long as the weather is good, I'm hosting a show on Tallboys Patio, Tallboys uh, Bloor and Ossington. It's eight thirty eight Bloor West uh, every Thursday night, and uh, because of the fact that you know no one's really working right now, uh, I'm just basically booking five headliners and myself for every show. Like this week, uh, Mike Wilmont's headlining, uh, Courtney Gilmore, Keith Pedro, Chris Robinson, and Nick Beaton. So pretty stellar lineups uh, to see in a pub. Wow, that is a West one hell of a lineup for sure. Wow. That's impressive, Mr. Bethnick. Nice. Good for you, brother. Uh, I thank you for your time today. I'm definitely going to check out that show. And everyone listening, Everything is Fine is available to stream online. Check out Rob Bethnick when you can live. If not, stream the album. Rob, I thank you for your time today, brother. Hey, thanks so much for having me, Vince. No problem. Anytime. We'll chat soon. We are switching gears now to the world of sketch, uh, sketch comedy and social media comedy. Uh, my next guest has been killing it on that platform. No stranger to stand up or, or, or screen as well, but, uh, Nima Nazari, how are you, buddy? Hey, how's it going? Thanks for having me. Yeah, no worries. I mean, um, no stranger, like I said, to the stand up world or the, or the acting and, and the screen world, but your social media game is on fire these days. Yeah, it's, it's fun. You know, I'm trying to put my eggs into all the baskets I can, so. Just trying to keep versatile. 
Well, yeah, we've been chit-chatting with comics and just like how they've been kind of keeping busy throughout the whole quarantine. And now that live shows are sort of a thing again, the outdoor vibe aspect of everything. A lot of comics yeah. were like, I never had a social media game to start off with. So why am I starting now? Some of yeah. them are doing Zoom shows. But you uh-huh. just didn't miss a beat. I mean, I'm just looking over your content in the last yeah. you know, week and everything. You're just like, you're putting out some really hilarious stuff. Thanks. <laughs> Yeah, no, I, uh, I, I, sorry, yeah, go ahead. No, no, I just, I just wanted to know what is sort of your, like, do you shut your brain off or does it just constantly coming out with shits every now and then? I'm like, no filter, whatever it is, film it, get it out there, put it on, put it on the gram or put it on TikTok. Yeah, no, I, um, I, I've been doing video content for years now. I started, uh, in 2014 on YouTube and I've been consistently posting at least every week from that point and then, over the past few months, just every day, I've just been in that mode of just create, 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 put out, put out, put out. I don't really think about it anymore because now I've become more comfortable, you know, doing stand-up, to sketch comedy, acting on stage, doing auditions, being on camera for TV and movie uh, sets. And, you know, it's just all intertwined together. And I'm just always in that creative mode to keep putting out content. And I, lo- I love it. There's nothing else I'd rather be doing than this, so... Um, it's, it's just a really, it's a great time for me to be honest during the coronavirus, especially it's a blessing in disguise because I get oh, to do this all the time. Yeah. What, uh, what's your biggest heroin dose? Is it the gram or is it TikTok? <laughs> uh, I think they're both equally good, but, uh, you know, it, TikTok is, is, is fun in its own way, but Instagram is more of a community for me. I, I've built a nice little fan base on Instagram, which is nice. I, I feel like it's a kind of like a family, you know what I mean? That I've, I've, uh, I've created, which is, but TikTok is also great too, you know, really fun stuff on there and you know, a, lot, a lot of supportive people, but way more negativity on TikTok. <laughs> uh, that's just really? the nature of social media for uh, sure. Yeah, we, I've, I've dabbled with both. I, I'm like, I've just seen the content on TikTok, though they're calling it Generation TikTok. And yeah, yeah. what's coming out right now is essentially a lot of people who are just busting their comedy chops out there. But do you think this is sort of a, I mean, obviously social media is not going anywhere, the platforms may vary from like MySpace to Facebook to to Twitter to Instagram. Now it's TikTok. Is this yeah. is this the new open mic stage? In, in a way, I think it's been like that for years, to be honest. Because you you have an extra opportunity to to showcase your voice, your talent. Where whereas if you're just doing open mics like like I was doing when I first started doing stand up, like no one cares about you at all. <laughs> Cause they're just worried about their own thing or, you know, it's all about building connections. And if you're not familiar with the, with the more experienced comics, then you're not getting as many spots and as good quality spots as possible. Um, but once you, sh- you, you start a social media page and you're building a fan base, there's really no need for that open mic stage anymore. It's, it's well, yeah, the, I mean, the angel saying, the angel saying for a standup comic at an open mic is your audience is pretty much everybody else at that open mic. Um, Literally, yeah. Not even, yeah. even, even the comics who are there don't even listen. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> You're just kind of bombing yeah. on your own free will, and yeah. you signed up to do it. But on yeah, social yeah. media, uh, your audience is like, it's the world. Anybody with a Wi-Fi checks you out. What has been your biggest uh, hit viral uh, from TikTok or, or Instagram or any other? Have you had something over like an insane amount of views? Yeah, yeah. I've had a few. Uh, well, obviously, when I when I uh, on, when I started on YouTube, I, my second video actually went semi-viral, 
and it was just based off like me making fun of my own like culture, which is like Persian people. And yeah. uh, that was that was great. That was a great great boost early on for me to realize, okay, this is actually obviously for me, and there, there there's potential in this. But then you know after grinding out for a few years and getting maybe around a hundred views each video for like two years straight, it was obviously discouraging. But then once I started doing Instagram, I blew up on there immediately. And then I, I started just getting a whole train, just a one by one, a chain of viral videos. And it, it just kind of boosted my confidence to keep going. And then I signed up on TikTok. And then the algorithm is insane on TikTok where you can just post something today. And then three months later, it'll go like millions of views. And that's happened to me a couple of times now, which has been pretty cool. Um, well, as, but, you, as yeah. you mentioned, yeah, you're, you're Persian or Arabic Canadian. Um, yeah. You ever, ever, and I mean, answer honestly if you will, but I mean, do you ever feel the need to be political or do you keep religion and politics out of it? Yeah, no, I've never really been in, into the politics and religion uh, topics at all, just in general, because I just, I, I just, I, I personally just don't have a preference to talk about it. And Second of all, I just want to keep doing what I love to talk about and the materials I'm interested in. And I don't have to cater to anybody. That's the beauty of doing social media. I can just do whatever I want. And I have the opportunity to do that, obviously, every day, which I'm lucky for. Now, how much has this altered your kind of persona on stage or on the screen? Well, on the screen is a different uh, animal than, than the stage. Yeah. But from you going from this to stand-up, as, you know, you play very different characters on online. Uh, yeah. You know, you make fun of a lot of different nationalities. I even saw a couple of videos where you're, you know, kicking the chops of my own, you know, Italian backgrounds. Uh, <laughs> yeah. And the boys out in Woodbridge. Uh, trust yeah. me, I love that. I love that stuff. It's hilarious to me. Uh, uh, yeah. But how much of it do you bring on stage or is your, is your stand-up game just a completely different beast? Yeah. I, uh, well, to be honest, I, I do similar style of humor, both on stage and on camera. But my material on, for stand-up is obviously different from what I do online because online it's more just kind of like do certain takes of like a, a character and you're, you're kind of talking back and forth with, with the character and, you know, a neutral character. And then you just post that. But on stand-up, I'm actually telling stories about a certain instance that happened to me with a certain person or I talk about my background, like an actual story about my, my culture or a family experience. Uh, and, and, you know, on camera, it's more so just quick little skits, little sketches. And actually, they both help each other out a lot because I, the the confidence I've gained from being on stage has helped me be more confident on camera, because I, I've 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 taken hits on stage in front of audiences of no laughter, and so that's really given me that tough skin to to take that over to the camera world. So uh, they both well, are intertwined. Well, that's always a you know kind of a a positive kind of a school of hard knocks sort of approach to it. I mean, how much did your family essentially going back to your roots? Uh, how much yeah. of, an imp- of an impact did they have on your on your comedy career? Supportive, non-supportive, you got a real job syndrome. What are we talking about here? <laughs> well, you're 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 you come from an immigrant background, so you know how it is. They want you to oh well, too true. Oh yeah, they want you to get a job, get go to university, get a degree, then then get a, a nine to five job, well paying, get a family, start a family, do this, blah blah blah. And so obviously that's the traditional way of living in in our in our cultures, but. I was, I'm a first generation Canadian born in my entire family. So I want to just kind of make that difference of, I, I, don't, I want to stray away from this traditional route and I want to do my own thing. I want to do what I love. And I kind of just stepped my foot down and I took the risk 
obviously they were disappointed at first because actually I was going to university, but then I dropped out to pursue comedy and acting. And so they were obviously disappointed at first and worried. And how are you going to make money? What's this? Are you going to be a clown? All these uh, typical immigrant parent jokes, right? Um, but I had to just prove to myself and to them that this is for me and I will make a living out of this, whether anyone likes it or not. And yeah, now they're completely supportive of me, which is great. Of course. So every, every time you are successful, everyone's completely supportive of you. Uh, sit tight, yeah. relax. We'll be back with more Nima Nazare when we're back here on Inside Jokes. Global News Radio, 640 Toronto. Be back in a bit. Hey, this is Long Line, comma, and you are listening to Inside Jokes on Global News Radio, 640 Toronto. We are back on Inside Jokes right here on Global News Radio, 640 Toronto. Brought to you, brought to you of course, by our friends at Hakeem Optical. Your eyes can have it all, just as long as you're six feet away from me. Uh, and on the line with us right now, Nima Nazari, how are we doing? Hey, we're doing well. We're doing well. Doing well. Um, uh, on the last break, we kind of got the whole background of, of where you are and how you came to be and how you are definitely killing it on the social media scene. But you're a graduate of Second City. That's kind of where you, you, you cut your teeth and start them on all of this comedy. Yeah, no, I uh, actually, well, I did took some courses at Second City, but I graduated from Humber, Humber College. Oh, you went the Humber way, okay. Yeah, I'm a, yeah I, went the, I went the Humber route, yeah, yeah. Uh, okay. My, yeah, my apologies. No, it's okay, yeah. Both of them are fun. <laughs> Both of them are fun. Um, but getting your, 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 your what, what is it called, your, your funny bone sort of broken on stage and, and busting your chops through the, through the years that you've been doing this now, what is sort of... Uh, a highlighting moment you can you can say so far and when you got uh, to look forward to what's what's next on the hit list yeah i've had many crazy cool opportunities happen to me in the past year especially because of the the the, the following that i've garnered on my social media it's given me opportunities that i otherwise would never have gotten if i was just doing stand-up on stage so actually i i, I opened for a guy i really look up to who's uh, also he's half persian and half white he's from l.a his name's Kayvon, and uh, he actually came to Toronto one day, and I asked him to open for, I asked to open for him, and he just asked me to send him a clip, send him a clip, and then he's like, yeah, come come host, and then eventually he took me on the road with him in, in the States, and uh, I actually got to perform at the Laugh Factory in Las Vegas, which was a huge milestone for me in my, in my career and my life in general, um, and I'm just looking forward to more opportunities like that. Obviously, for now, everything's on hold, but... I'm looking forward to eventually getting back out on stage and doing a tour in Canada with a couple of other, other comedians here from Toronto and, you know, eventually expand and go all over the world. And uh, you're also making a, a TV debut on the show, The Boys, I hear. Yeah, yeah. I, uh, on September 4th, I'm in the season two premiere of The Boys, which will be aired on Amazon Prime. And that's going to be really exciting. It's my first TV, yeah, t- TV debut. Uh, and it's, I play a stereotypical role, but it's fine. I'll take it for my first role. Uh, it'll get better from here. But uh, otherwise, uh, it was really fun, and I'm really excited for it to come out. It looks really good already. Love the positivity, Nima. Nima, where can everybody find you and find your stuff? What are your handles? Give a, give a nice plug for your whole uh, social media campaign here. 
For sure. I, uh, my social media handle is Nima Naz on every single platform. I'm on YouTube, Twitter, TikTok, Snapchat, Instagram, Byte. I'm on any app you can think of. Uh, <laughs> I, I just, I, I'm, a, I'm, a, I'm a workhorse for these apps. I'll, I'll do anything. Um, mm-hmm. I, I'm, I'm trying to do it all. I'm trying to do it all. But yeah, Nima Naz, it's N-E-E-M-A-N-A-Z. And yeah, I'm actually doing a, an outdoor comedy show September 3rd. It's in Chinatown in downtown Toronto, 222 Spadina Avenue, called Mad Funny, and it starts at 8 p.m. So check, check me out there if you can. That's it. Thank you for your time, buddy. We love what you do, boo-boo. Keep Appreciate it. Appreciate it, man. Thank you. And yeah, I hope you guys have a great too. weekend and a great, yeah, a great weekend. Enjoy your coronavirus quarantine. Enjoy, enjoy yours too, buddy. Wear a mask. Yeah, thank you. I will. All right, take Thanks, care. Buddy. And we are taking a turn now to the silver screen, the, the, the screen of comedy, if you will, the little magic box that makes you laugh every night. Or if you tend to go out and into an old theater, if you will, if you want to reminisce back to when times when we can go out to movie theaters, if you will. But the, the silver screen and the comedy screen, uh, the wonderful world of sketch stand-up, and screen comedy. We have Inessa Frantowski on the phone. How are you? Oh, I'm wonderful. Thank you so much for having me. Thank you so much for doing this. You are a, uh, as we say, seasoned veteran of the screen, the comedy screen, as uh, you are a Gemini Award winner, a two-time Canadian Award, uh, Canadian Comedy Award winner. Uh, you're on one hell of a hit series, The Amazing Gale Pyle. Um, how has this all kind of been? How are you juggling all of this? Um, well, you know what? Listen, um, I am a Canadian artist, uh, so uh, I think that we're natural jugglers. I think that <laughs> we always got to be working on something. Uh, so, yeah, uh, Canada is full of, uh, you know, hardworking, independent artists and stuff. So uh, um, we've always got stuff going on. So, yeah, when I'm not uh, uh, when I'm not on the screen, I'm out doing stand up or performing live somewhere. So you got to keep busy. It's a little bit harder now in these times. Yeah, uh, very but, much harder uh, now. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but you know what? Yeah, I'm. Uh, you know, I'm doing. Uh, uh, I'm doing stand up for um, like uh, one person in my bubble. <laughs> no. How how ha- how has your bubble been? <laughs> that sounds so dirty. But how has your bubble been over the last six months? And I've been kind of coping with everything, with everyone's sort of career being pushed on pause. Yeah, I mean, it's very interesting. I think it's a great time to sort of reflect. It's very hard to sort of. Uh, predict the future when the future is so unpredictable. Uh, So I think it is a good time, though, to, you know, not only just spend time with family, which I did quite a bit of, um, but now um, I'm back. Uh, I live in L.A., so I'm back in L.A. now. So uh, this last phase, I've been sort of like adjusting. Um, Yeah, it's, uh, you know, we don't really know what's going to happen, do we? So we do our best, um, and it's teaching me to live more in the present tense. Taking it day yeah. by day. Exactly. Taking it day by day. Now, in Toronto and in, or in Canada as well, I mean, they have opened up comedy clubs. They have done the secret outdoor shows for stand-up or or yeah. some sense of, of live comedy or live venues open again. What's the scene like in L.A.? It is worse. <laughs> yeah, um, so I- we're, not, we're, not at the, uh, we're not at the opening up stage because I kind of, yeah, I left a uh, Toronto as things were just opening up and we were starting to get excited again. So it, we are a little bit, uh, it's still um, closed down here mostly, but there are again, outdoor shows and 
Um, you know, uh, so that part's been kind of nice, you know, people hanging out outside and, uh, people getting creative on figuring out new ways, people making more videos. I've done some of those online shows and stuff too. So people, it's very interesting how quickly people adapt, you know? Um, and now you mentioned the online, uh, uh, videos and stuff like that. Are you talking zoom shows? Have you actually, uh, kept up with, with, uh, with content on your own social media platforms? Uh, yes. Well, uh, yeah, there are Zoom uh, shows for sure. Uh, definitely. I always have some kind of online content happening. I do bits of advice for a while. I was <laughs> for a while I was checking in with Chet Hanks, Tom Hanks, son, because, you know, uh, uh, Tom Hanks was one of the first uh, celebrities that we knew who had COVID. So I started the habit of like checking in with his son, Chet. He's got another son, not Colin, Chet. Uh, and then I just started making videos where I just I just let everybody know what Chet's up to. So <laughs> that was the hobby I had for a while. <laughs> uh, we're going to find out what more, more of what you're up to uh, when we come back to the break. Uh, this is Vince Tedesco, guest host this week at Inside Jokes, Global News Radio, 640 Toronto. We'll be back in a bit. I do like Morgan Freeman. Hello. This is Black Zeus, and you are listening to Inside Jokes on Global News Radio, 640 Toronto. Have a good day. I rode my bicycle past your window last night. We are back with another remote broadcasting episode of Inside Jokes. I'm your guest host for the week, Vince Tedesco. Dean Young is away. Uh, we'd like to thank the boys at Hakeem Optical every week for sponsoring our show. Your eyes can have it all, just as long as it's, you know, within social distancing laws and you're wearing a mask <laughs> and you're not looking me directly in the eye and you lower that tone of yours that you have in your voice. So on the line, back again, we have Anessa Frantowski. How are you, Anessa? Oh, well, you know what? We are here and uh, just enjoying uh, whatever comes our way. <laughs> yeah, for those of you just tuning in right now, Inessa's calling us from Los Angeles, California, the Mecca of the Beast, where not as moved along, I guess you will, in phases. Are you guys going by phases in L.A.? Oh, I don't know if we're going by phases. It's really, uh, you know, it's a free-for-all over here. Everybody's well, yeah. <laughs> we're in a, whatever like a they want. free in Canada, so I don't know what you are in L.A., what, what, what level of this video game called Coronavirus we're in. But uh, keeping herself busy, 
through this quarantine, obviously. Uh, no stranger to stand-up sketch and most definitely screen, as you can see here on the Amazing Gale pile. Uh, but also uh, a little comedy album that came out not too long ago. Help me, help me. Yes, um, that's my stand-up album. It's available on iTunes and Spotify. And yeah, it's part stand-up comedy, uh, part advice. Um, yeah, and I was uh, very excited to do it. I did it with Howlin' Roar Records, and um, yeah, it's uh, uh, uh door. Yes, I love her. We love her at the show. Always been a big supporter of ours. Um, so that's available on all of your streaming platforms. You were saying, correct? Yes, absolutely. Yeah, um, and uh, I'm actually working on another album uh, right now. Um, this one's going to be, you know, kind of inspired by this whole situation that we're in with uh, my. Uh, sketch comedy partner, Sarah Hillier. So we're, 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 we've got something in the works here um, as well for uh, that should come out next year. Now, uh, you know, as, as a seasoned veteran, as you are not to age you at all, but I mean, like, this is what we're dealing with in this day and age. And, and for areas like LA that aren't quite there yet, um, where, where do you see comedy going after this? How, how long, like, I mean, they, they claim this second wave, but I mean, how much of a, a career shifter was it, or how much do you just gotta think outside the box, essentially, to hone the craft? Oh, I mean, it's a whole life shift for everybody, right? Like the the one thing about comedy is that no matter what's going on in the world, people always need to laugh. So yeah. I believe that comedy will evolve in some way, shape, or form, and it's pretty cool to see how quickly it happens. So. If people can't do live stuff anymore, they're teaching themselves how to edit and make videos or, um, you know, the ingenuity of people is always, uh, um, you know, never ceases to amaze me. So, you know, we got to get through the day. So we got to find some way to laugh. So I think that comedy is always evolving. But also, it's, this is just a weird time because you're also just like thinking about your regular life stuff, too. You know, it's like, is dating going to happen again? Can we ever date again? Exactly. Um, do we all have to get, uh, <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I was like, I was like, you know what? Uh, I was like, this business is kind of hard and dating is kind of hard. And then I was like, oh, it's now gotten uh, 10 times harder. <laughs> uh, yeah. So uh, it teaches you to be appreciative for, for what you do have. Now, now, again, being someone that honed your craft in front of the camera, has this also allowed you to kind of be a student behind the camera, getting into more producing and directing your own stuff. You said, you, you mentioned the comedy partner. Uh, as it kind of, you're, you're breaking your chops sort of on, uh, on the behind the scenes, the, the behind the curtain approach of, of going viral with comedy content and creating your own comedy content. Oh, absolutely. Um, and listen, am I a grown woman on TikTok now? A hundred percent. I certainly am. Uh, <laughs> you know, did I want to do that? No, I didn't want to. <laughs> That's the way to every conversation. TikTok seems to be the way of the norm. I mean, it's. I. I, I think it's. You know. I think uh, young people keep trying to create new platforms that their parents won't get on, and then the parents keep going, "What is this? And how do I get involved?" <laughs> so, um, that's, uh, yeah, that's uh, the tester. It's like as soon as your parents are on. Yes. See you later. Then, yeah, yeah, I think that immediately got to find a new streaming platform. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Uh, but yeah, no, for sure. I'm, I'm, you know, writing more and uh, like learning to edit and, you know, yeah, just trying to adapt as best I can. It's really interesting. Uh, the show that uh, that I'm on, The Amazing Gail Pyle, Last Resort, we shot that show before all of this, but thematically it is so well-timed. 
um, because it's all about, uh, it's like post-apocalyptic and they're on this beach resort and they're trying to like, uh, they're fighting over their resources and stuff, which is like reminiscent of everyone fighting over toilet paper. And so, uh, yeah, it's, it's pretty cool. Cause it's, well, I mean, I don't know what they say, like art imitates life or life imitates art, but, um, um, you knew I feel we knew. Like, uh, what's that you knew before we knew. Yes, exactly. We are, uh, we are on the forefront of a uh, cultural phenomenon for sure. <laughs> Uh, and so where can everyone find you and where can everybody stream the amazing Gail Powell and all catch all your great stuff online? Awesome. Well, yeah, the amazing Gail Pyle, the new season last resort is out right now on CBC comedy. Um, you could binge on seasons one through four though on Amazon prime. And I believe out TV now has seasons one through three. So we can see it in a few ways. And, um, uh, my album, Help Me, Help Me, is on iTunes and Spotify and all streaming platforms. It's also on my website, which is Inessa Comedy, and that's what I am on all social media, um, Instagram and stuff. Inessa, thank you so much for your time today. Be safe down there in sunny California. I hear also. Oh, you better believe it. Isn't there a heat wave happening? Oh, yes, there's a heat wave. Right now, sunny California is the confines of my apartment, and that's it. So uh, we're not leaving the apartment, and we are uh, sitting in front of the AC here. <laughs> park, your, park, park, park up a chair right in front of the fan and just kind of let the wind blow where it may. <laughs> you better Be believe cool. it. Be cool. Be safe. Stay well, Vanessa. Uh, thank you so much for your time today. Thank you. We'll chat soon. All right. Bye now. I want to thank all our guests this week. What a hell of a show. What a hell of a lineup we had. The trifecta of comedy tackling stand-up, sketch, and screen. I want to thank stand-up comedian Rob Bebnick. I want to thank sketch comic, stand-up comic, screen comic as well, Nima Nazari. Catch him on social media. He's killing it. And I also want to thank from the amazing Gail Pyle, Miss Inessa Frantowski, calling us from the hotbed of Los Angeles, California. Um, it's a crazy world we're living in, kids. I don't know if it's going to get better. I don't know if it's going to get worse. Like I said, it's September. Tomorrow, September. We're, it's here. Where did the last six months go? Is COVID coming back? Who knows? Is a vaccine anywhere near? Who knows? Are these outdoor comedy festivals going to get shut down? Who knows? Is Dean going to be back next week? Who the f*** knows? But the one thing we do know, if you need that weekly dose of comedy, we are here for you. We're talking to comics every week, getting in their brains, and going inside the joke as my comedy comrade would say. It's another week in the books. I thank you for listening. Like I said, always a big shout-out to our sponsor, Akeem Optical. Tune us in next week. Hopefully we're still here and we're still on the air. I'm Vincent Esco signing off. Baci saluti, cruiser. I love you. Hi, this is Alicia Carusi, and you're listening to my aunt, Sandra Carusi's Comedy Rx. This week featuring Rob Bebnick. Anybody know the standard greeting I drive through? Yeah, a couple of people again. Welcome to Tim Hortons. Can I take your order? Am I ringing a bell for anyone else? <laughs> yeah, I went there recently. I didn't get that greeting. Didn't get that one at all. I just, uh, just drove up to the little, little talk box there. And the voice at the other end said, uh, Would you like the farmer's breakfast sandwich? <laughs> I was like, that's not how this works, Tim Hortons. (laughs) 
just look through your little drive through cam, you're like, oh, this chubby bitch, he's gonna need the farmer's breakfast sandwich. <laughs> I was upset, I was like, no, guess again. She tried to backpedal. She's like, I'm sorry, sir, what would you like to order? I'm like, no, you started this. You will finish it, what would I like to order? I made her go through the whole menu. Before I was like, you know what, I did want the farmer's breakfast. <laughs>